lonely I missed her lonely I have nobody for my own I'm so lonely I'm Mr. Lonely Wish I had someone to call on the phone Where do you work? In the car? Where do you are? Tuned in, signals clear Coming through, geocache talk A voice on the line I hear Coming through, geocache talk Hey everyone, time for Geocache Talk. I just noticed this note, by the way. Um, interesting. Hangout, Hangout on Air is going away later this year. Okay. Glad they told us this uh, ahead of time. Isn't that how we do our show? Yeah, but they also do a thing. They do a, they've got their own live webcam deal, and I think it records it. So it's it's kind of a... There's a different way to do it now, I think. So, oh well. Hey, how about Google's that? better not be canceling Geocache Talk. That's not good. No, we'll always find a way to do the show. There you go. Uh, always. Uh, but it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you're watching on YouTube Live, you can be part of the adventure tonight. Join us in the chat room. Participate with others as they watch the show. The link to the chat room is on the Geocache Talk front page. Go down a little ways, you'll see a little link to it. Um, if you're listening later, please give a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our featured patrons. Demon Hunter 2, Electric Waterboy, Aggie Jedi Master, Antaeus, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick at Cashley, One Kind Word, Butterfly Girl, Loon Trackers, the Aussie Geocacher, and our new patrons, GeoVet91, Nitty Gritsky, E Ray Bowl, Hoffer15, H2SG2, Bimber, the Happy Hodag, Tick Magnet, Canterlopes, and GSMX2. You'd like to become a patron? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the blackout coin. Black, oh, there's Jesse's got one. There's Jesse's, yep. Yep, very cool. Blackout coin. He's got it out of the car right now. That's right. Um, uh, other geocaching items during the year. Uh, zipper pulls. We sent those off to our patrons this year. Uh, that was our kind of extra little bonus deal uh, this year. Uh, other geocaching items, bonus content. We had our first uh, family meeting, <laughs> patron family meeting this week on Thursday, yeah. uh, which I think went I think it went pretty well. What did you think, Jesse? I think so, too. A lot of people were able to show up. I know 
we'll never be able to have a time where everybody can show up in the middle of the week, obviously, but right. 80 plus people were there and able to come in and chime in and say a few things. So that's good. Um, and we got a lot done, which we can't really talk about live on the show, but nope. uh, something big coming up. And it was really good to have some information, knowing that we're heading the right direction with our big next big project. So that was a lot of fun. Plus, we got to chat. So that was good. Yeah. Off air. Yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, it was a good time. Uh, and we had a, we had a lot of the patrons were able to make it. So that was kind of cool. Uh, some had issues uh, getting on, but. We'll we'll work through all those kind of things uh, going forward. Um, so support levels start at as little as Bison Tube level, which is three dollars a month. Well, let me welcome my host Jesse. Good evening. I'm glad to be here on this uh, Father's Day. Yep. Happy Father's Day to you, my friend. I hope you had some fun today. I did. I I had uh, got to talk to all the boys uh, and. Uh, Joshua was over. We went to dinner. He took us to dinner. And uh, so it was good. It was good times, um, especially after Friday. <laughs> yeah, you had quite the drama Friday. Yeah, I did. Uh, um, did you put that information out there? Kind of. I put it on Facebook. but Okay. What's well, out there of, then? That's... A lot of people saw it. Yeah. So for those that haven't, um, I was driving home, car lost power, uh, I couldn't accelerate anymore, so I worked my way to the to the far right lane and still was losing power. I mean, I, and then so I crossed the little median there over to the access road. There wasn't anybody on the access road. Uh, car stopped working at that point, so I coasted a little fur- little further. Found I want to get off of even the access road, so I got on the next, the first street that I could coast onto. Uh, stopped the car, uh, noticed a little bit of smoke, and I thought, oh, maybe you know, uh, maybe I have some oil that's kind of gotten, you know, making. So I tried to open the hood, and there was flames. Yeah, you know, I've never had a car catch on fire while I was geocaching. So you got us, you got one up on some of us. I guess so. You win. Yeah, I guess I do. So called nine one one and uh, stood back and watched the thing burn to a crisp. Watched it completely burn burn up. So yeah, that sounds like a good uh, article that'll write itself for <laughs> FTF magazine. I guess yeah, that was crazy. So here I'll show you a yeah. picture. There's the car. That is wild. That for the people that are just listening, that the car is fully. Just you can't see from this angle, but it's it's on fire big time. Yeah, I'll show you the last uh, picture of it. It's there's the there's what it finally ended up looking like. Woo! So, yep. You're probably not going to be using that one again. No, no. But uh, big thanks to the uh, Royce City Police Department and the Royce City Fire Department. They were all helpful. Fire department got there as fast as they could. I mean, from a from a nine one one call. To the time when I when from the time I called to the time that they got there is like ten minutes, which is I think incredible. I mean, if first person there was like a you know local. I mean, he didn't have a, a truck, but the the truck pulled up not too much longer after that. But by that point, it was already popping. Yeah, I don't think even somebody mentioned an extinguisher. I don't think even if you had an extinguisher, you'd be able to do anything with that. That thing was maybe on fire. Big time. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had the. Here's the part of the problem is is that unless you have something, because um, unless you want to burn your hands, how are you going to get mm. the, how are you gonna get the hood open far enough? Yeah, I'll pass. That's what insurance is for. <laughs> That's right. You so, didn't set that car on fire. No, it just yeah, electrical fire or something caused it. I'm glad you were safe and you yep. still got to enjoy your weekend and have, you know, you weren't yep. spending in the hospital. That's nope, good. Yeah, no, nope. just out, out of geomobile for a while. So, oh, well. so I guess we'll send a shout out now at this time to all the fathers out there. So this, we're recording this yeah, live on Father's absolutely. Day. So. Well, yeah, let me, uh, let's jump in. Let's start the show. We'll get Russell on. Let me, uh, so show 153 for mm-hmm. June 16th. We welcome Russell Korfman to the show. So welcome to the show, Russell. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. Yes. We're so glad to have you on. Um, so, yeah, happy Father's Day to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send a shout-out to my dad. He listens to this show. So yeah, he's not caught up yet, though. So he's he's trying to catch up. He's going in order and trying to catch up. So you probably won't get this for a couple months. But Right. <laughs> but shout-out to him anyway. But that's good. Yeah, I got to have fun today. So we uh, good. went out and played this weekend. Uh, cool hung out uh, with the family and did a lot of uh, fun stuff and, you know, dinners and stuff that we wanted to do and cooked around the house. And my daughter's, my oldest daughter is uh, making a card game that's totally unrelated to geocaching, but we were testing it again. So that was, we just got to sit around and play games and, you know, I can't beat that for Father's Day at all. No, that's perfect. Uh, And she's planning for college. Yeah, she's heading off. She's going to UNLV. Going to be a big old cheerleader. Not too far well, off. I guess a little bitty cheerleader, but you know, yeah. still it's, it's a big deal. So. Yeah. It's a big deal, but little person. <laughs> right. So, uh, somebody's asking about your trackable on your car. Did it get burned up? Yeah. Burned up to Chris. You know, what was bad wow. too. Cause I didn't have time to think about it. Uh, I also have to replace a friend of mine's going to replace it by the way. Cause I know the number I just need to replace yeah. it. There. But, um, in the car was my tag. My, you know that tag you bought at Geo Woodstock. Your Memphis Mafia tag. Mm-hmm. Your uh, yeah. Your badge. Uh, mine oh was, no, mine was still in the car, so I got to have to replace that one. But oh well, there wasn't much in the car of of that was a value. I grabbed my phone because obviously phones are valuable, uh, and I grabbed insurance information, which I really didn't need because my wife had that. But anyway, so. Things happen. We are still planning our trip. Uh, we have a big trip planned around July 3rd through 7th. We are going out doing about 30 West Texas counties. And to get a county Ooh. in West Texas, to get one county in West Texas, it's a long drive to get one. And we're going to do about 30. So we're going to try to... 30 in one weekend or one four-day well, period? third through the 7th, so four days. Okay. So we're planning on getting... We're trying to wipe out that section of, of mm. Texas. So it'll be fun. We're going to, but I'm going to rent a car for that. <laughs> Let's say, use somebody else's miles for that thing. So it's for another show, but I heard you have another state you've got your eyes on too. I but do, we, man. We can't I talk do. about that tonight, right? I'll talk no. about that in an upcoming show. Well, kind of. Let's get into some other news items real fast. There you um, go. So I got a note, um, a really nice note from Dave Mills, Lost Boy Rambler, who has mm-hmm. a great He's podcast. in the chat room. Oh, good. Good podcast. Check out his, this is geocaching. Go check out. This is, it's called, this is geocaching. It's a podcast that uh, lost boy Rambler does. 
but he sent me something weird. I was, we were talking the other day. Remember Jesse about what do we have left? It's like, we have one coin. I got one green coin. I think you would probably have just yeah. one left. Well, he sent me a nice note here. I'll show you the note here, but, uh, so this is, uh, he sent me a, a, a little note. He sent me a path tag. So I got my, <laughs> that was the, oh, original, nice. the original geocache talk path tag is right there. So that's pretty cool. And I didn't, I don't have any of those. You know, so you, start, you lost the car, but you gained a path tag. That's I gained a path easy. tag. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> That'll work. That's very nice of him, though. So thanks, Dave. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, it was, it was very nice. I can add that now to my own collection of path tags. So anyway, cool stuff. Um, the merch page is up. Uh, we are working on the shirts. We haven't got those yet, but um, we did sell uh, this uh, yesterday. Jesse, I sent off. Or let's see, I've sent, I've sent two, two, that's for another show. Right there, you mean this one right here? That one right there, that's right, exactly. Uh, That's right. We have still have a few left, so you can order those uh, off the website there. So far, they've all uh, uh, arrived undamaged, so that's good news. I know. All right, fingers crossed. I got the bubble wrap and everything, so so far so good. And uh, I also sold another of the the GC World games. So, oh nice, yeah, sold a couple of those. So, I'm looking forward to playing that with some brand new Hawaiian people. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I sent you a couple of those, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I want you to mention about Hawaii too in a second. Mingo2020.com is out there. Don't forget, uh, Mingo2020.com. Um, you might see some news. The plans are, there's plans. And so hopefully next week we'll be able to give you more information about Mingo 2020. And um, Brian Roth will be on the show. So it'll be kind of fun to have him on and talk about Mingo a little bit as we talk about 2020 plans and, and uh, events and everything next week. It'll be a, that's going to be a fun, fun show to talk about. Talk to him about oh, that. Yeah. So, but yeah, tell us about Hawaii, and then we'll get into with Russell. We'll talk about the show a little bit. So Hawaii's coming up. We'll be there, and I think uh, not this weekend, but the next weekend we'll be there. So pretty excited about that. Um, Very cool. And uh, so, of course, you know, when we go somewhere, we always try to get every cash type. Well, one of the cheater ways to get one of the cash types is the event cash. So we always like to host an event while we're there and people, right? Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, so we reached out a little bit on Facebook and we found one of the local coffee shops and uh, we're having a a coffee event there on a Saturday morning. Yep. And there's a few people already that have said they're going to show up. It's, it's pretty early, but I didn't want to really infringe on people's day. So four or five people are going to show up so far and we're going to have an event and uh, you know, give away some swag and, Hopefully play a little card game, GC World. You That's may right. have heard of it. Um, and then hopefully uh, get out and get some caches. But we're right in the area, so we're going to Oahu. So we're super lucky when it comes to geocaching, right? Because so we got an event. There's a webcam right across the street from our hotel. Um, all the cache types are right there. The oldest cache in the state is right there. That's cool. So it's it's, it's perfect. So yeah. we'll get our caching knocked out pretty quickly and get to just lay on the beach for a while and yeah. and then do a live show from – from, not a live show, but a show from that broadcast show from down there. Yeah, we are, we're going to do a show. Jesse's going to do a show from Hawaii, so that's going to be cool. So. 
Very cool. Yeah, we'll we'll get more info to people as as that date gets closer. So, all right, well, we're going to talk about the lonely cache, the poor lonely cache out there. And there's a lot of lonely caches, but um, so Russell, um, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of tell us how you got interested <laughs> in the old lonely cache. That's um. So I started geocaching in 2003, found a few then. Oh, great. And then I really didn't cache for several years. And um, end of 2007, I started geocaching again. And there's this guy up the street from me, uh, Arizona Ranger team, family geocaching team. And uh, he told me about this website called Deep Southwest Geocaching Project that basically did a lot of what Lonely Cache does. Right. And it basically went defunct in 2011. Oh, okay. But basically, um, through through that website, started. it made it easy to find caches that weren't found as often. So uh, I like to go and hike and do backcountry stuff, and so that fit in with things that I like a lot. Cool. So... Yeah, I guess that's basically how it all got started. Right, and uh, the website, if you want to play along with us tonight, uh, or even past tonight, uh, is lonely cash singular lonelycash dot com. It's in the show notes, but in fact, I'll put it in the chat room so you can play along with us as we discuss. Just lonely caches, obviously, in general, but we're going to talk about the website too because there's some cool stuff about the. There's some cool stuff I didn't realize until we got uh, started talking about this whole topic, and um, it was just kind of neat to hear about. We're and we'll talk about tonight about the point system and where Memphis ranks, and lots of cool stuff about. <laughs> Not very high. <laughs> yeah, it's okay though. It's it, where I actually I'm on there too, but uh, so I need to get my score ahead of his score, uh, Russell. So you need to help me with figure out how to get a get ahead of yeah. Memphis because I never Gotta go able, up to Idaho. There you go. <laughs> get some cash. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about, I, it'll be cool. We'll talk about the, the point system and, and there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, so I, uh, but I want to talk about a couple different, I want to go through and talk about a couple different lonely caches in, in the process of talking about these caches, uh, Russell, I think we're, we'll be able to kind of incorporate, some discussion about the website as well. So we'll kind of be able to kind of incorporate all, I think all that. So um, the first one I want to talk about uh, with you and with uh, the chat room and everybody who's watching live, it's a cache called um, it's GC uh, GM seven E ground multi seven event. Uh, it's a, Traditional. We'll start with this one. It's called Doc Mark, aka Kiss My Cash, and I'm gonna do a screen share so we can kind of all look at this together. So let me do screen share, and then we can kind of talk through this together. There we go. All right. Does everybody see the screen? Okay. Let's see. Are we good? Everybody see, good. The, see the screen? Okay. So. Um, this cache, uh, uh, a cache by uh, 
uh, captured dock mark. And uh, it's a two and a half, four and a half. It's in Idaho. And we'll talk, yeah, Russell, you mentioned about Idaho uh, and why Idaho is is interesting. A lot of people mentioned Idaho, but this one, location's in a wilderness area. Terrain is rocky. Uh, check out this altitude, Jesse. 9,000 feet. That's like Walmart here. What are you talking about? <laughs> they say, yeah, right. It says it'll take a minimum of four days to reach the cache and return to the trailhead. Now that, that, that is serious. That's geocaching, baby, right there. That is awesome. Isn't that crazy? So, um, yeah, yeah, this is, look at the, look at the map on that guy. Look at that thing. See, the scary thing with a cache like this is, like that owner is not even in the game anymore. Right. So it it may or may not be there. Right. And that's something. So this one, by the way, uh, it has been found once. Uh, It was found back in 2004. But this is where. It's like 100 years ago. I know. But this is where the intrigue comes in. So, Russell, so this this kind of cache, A, it fits lowly cache because it's been found. Is that right? Is that a good way to put it? Well, it doesn't have to be found to be in lonely cash. I mean, okay. any any cash will be in lonely cash, but the owner won't get credit for that cash until it's found. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, what makes it a lonely cash? Then I know that sounds like an obvious question, but we don't really define that. Um, okay. Basically, just we just time? we just have a scoring system. So, okay. basically how many points that cash has accrued over time, the higher it is, is going to be worth more points. Basically, the scoring system is a, a ratio of how old the cash is by how many people have found it. So the less found the cash is, it'll be worth more points. Mm. Very cool. Well, that makes sense. So there's nothing like it says it has to be six months. It's just however long it's been found, however long since it's last been found or been out by the number of finders. Right. Okay. And it's like yeah. 50 points per year. Is that what you said? A cache accrues 100 points per year. Okay. So if a cache is found once every year, it'll be worth 100 points. If it's found once every three years, it'll be worth like 300 points. Mm. I like it. Uh, this one, by the way, is um, I think on the front page of the. Yeah, that's the loneliest cache, isn't it? In uh, in the whole lonely cache yeah. realm. So on the on the front page of the and I uh, I didn't put them all in here because there's a couple on here um, that I want people to go find and go read about on their own. But yeah, it shows up here how much it's aged. The points and here's their points right here, right? Fifteen eighty nine. Right. So one fine in fifteen years makes sense. The points is about fifteen hundred points because mm-hmm. hundred points a year roughly. So uh, anyway, yeah. that's an interesting one. Um, so, yeah, that second one. Oh yeah, uh, it's all Phil's fault. Yeah, was just just found. I think last it was May yeah. or April. It it was recently found. Very recent. for the first time. So yeah, it's very, you know, cool. All right, so I'm going to switch gears now. Let's go to the next one, which is uh, this guy. Cat. I know people read. 
This is uh, Kriag and, oh gosh, T-U-I-R-C-2 Coin Exchange. <sighs> it's hard enough for me to, re- to read people's GC names, but even harder sometimes to read the cash descriptions or cash names. So, all right, this one, look how old this, uh, oh, I didn't want to do that. I pushed California, I want California. There we go. Uh, GCFAF Fizzy Altoid Fizzy if you're playing along at home this is an old cache uh, 2001 this is like a Jasmine filler for sure right Jesse 7-1 2001 yeah, two, yeah that would be um, so this one uh, it was found last found in 2012 um uh, it's interesting to go back and look and see what people like. It's been found a few times, but again, not since 2012. Not since 2012. So it's like interesting. Uh, I like those some of the descriptions. Terrain difficulty, your choice. Fun way is difficulty four. Class three climbing. What does that mean, Russell? You're a climber, or kind of, or you're a backpacker. Or, Adventurer. Yeah, I don't really climb. No. I, I repelled some. It's uh basically I don't know quite how that works, but basically you can scramble it and there shouldn't be too much exposure. Gotcha. Uh, so you diff- shouldn't need ropes or anything like that for class right. three. And then difficulty three, rock scramble, trudge up the, the talus. But what's funny is we were talking we've always talked about this too, Russell, on the show is like for me. These are fives, man. <laughs> but for, for, for Jesse living in Colorado, eh, eh, eh. this one's in uh, California. So he tells you how you can climb it and it gives you. But again, you're looking. This is a. Uh, well, and it's a puzzle too, right? So. Yeah, there's something unknown. Yeah, I haven't, we didn't look to see yet about the. But there's a few there's a few caches around it. I mean, it's not like oh, there's a look an Earth cache, Jesse. Look, yay, uh, yay! <laughs> but there's a lot of peaks out here. Uh, so yeah, we'd have to figure out. Uh, we'd have to look and see what all is required. Um, the trail. But I think it's worth saying while we're doing this, so and I know we're going to get probably more into this later, but if, if you yep. decide to go for these and this is not your normal cup of tea, oh my gosh, yes, you need to be safe, right? There's yes. a reason these caches haven't been found once a month. It's because they're out in the middle of nowhere, probably, probably, um, or super hard somewhere in town, but they're out in the middle of nowhere, which means if you're not going with somebody else, you need to, or if you are going with somebody else, you need to have all the right equipment and don't go for something that you're not equipped to do. Absolutely. If you know you can't do class three climbing, don't be a, a news article. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> You're right. Don't, don't make don't let news. this be, you know, the last cash you ever go for. Right. Uh, be safe. Follow all the, you know, safety guidelines. And, you know, if you use a beacon, make sure you're using your beacon. If you use any of that other, any of the safety equipment stuff that you normally should be using, use it. Absolutely. Don't just go, oh, I want points and we never hear from you again. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get into a little bit of that because Russell's done some of these uh, searching for lonely caches and 
you you got to plan correctly. You can't just willy nilly like go. I'm gonna decide to. I'll decide today. I'm gonna go after one of these caches. No, you've got to plan. Uh, this is interesting. This is the letterbox. Um, it's a four, four and a half. It's in Idaho. What is the deal with Idaho, Russell? What is the deal? I don't know. I know. So I said Lonely Cache was based off of um, that Deep Southwest geocaching project. Right. So a lot of the people that live in the area that the DGP covered are, are familiar with this and kind of got into this game of finding Lonely Caches. Right. And after I created Lonely Cache, we expanded the territory. And so Idaho was never in that. So I don't know how much the people in Idaho are playing this buying the lonely cash game. Sure. So I think that's a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. If, cool. But I, I think it's also just remote wilderness areas. Sure. There's a lot of them up there in Idaho. So uh, that sense. one, what they say, a four day in and out backpack to get to. Yeah. So four day. Oh. Yeah. So how many, yeah, so how much of an area do you pull these caches from? Is it, Certain states, or is it everywhere? I'm sorry, what was that again? The caches that are on this list, it looks like there's a lot of Colorado and Idaho, like you were saying. Is this all caches or just caches in certain states so far? Yeah, Lonely Caches territory is is limited to, there's basically 10 states in it. Um, I got a list right here. So there's Arizona, part of California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico. Texas, part part of Texas anyway, Utah and Wyoming. So, so that's the only areas that are covered right now. I'd love to expand, but it's a fairly database intensive application, yeah. and I have some issues with a web server, web hosting service. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, be love love to expand. I know a lot of people are like, I th- I think you're going to get a lot of people who are. I wouldn't say be frustrated, but they're like, "Oh man, I wish you would go to you." Know, but maybe one day. I mean, you yeah, know. I've heard rumor that geocaching is going to add some tools to help uh, oh, cool. find these lonely caches. So I can incorporate that without necessarily doing the leaderboards and stuff that uh-huh. we we have for those other. So so hopefully, if that does occur be able to do something for everybody cool cool uh that is cool. yep all right let me go back to this is interesting let me go back to screen share um, it's just interesting that some there's some caches out there like this the ones in your bring as you're bringing this next one up yeah that there's caches that get hit every single day but then there's some caches out there that are just not getting hit very often right and it's just you know is there a threshold is it because it's just super hard in these backcountry caches or, you know, do people just tend to want to get 30 caches in the same amount of time they could be even planning for one of these? Yeah. Right. There's a lot of that. So the whole principle behind the scoring system is kind of based on what the guy that created the DGP called the effort avoidance principle. <laughs> so the higher the effort goes up, the more people avoid doing it. So um, whether that's you know, the trek to it or mm-hmm. the effort to solve a puzzle or whatever. So I think right. that has a lot to do with it. 
I agree. So uh, there's a question from the chat room. I'm trying to catch them before they keep, yeah. they scroll go, by. Go for uh, it. So Tom asked, he said he's he has two scores on some with the second score in parentheses. Uh, what does that mean? And I don't. Okay, right. So basically the score without parentheses is the point value that that cash currently has. Mm-hmm. And the one in parentheses is what the point score will be the next time it's found. Oh, ah, okay. Interesting. So, so yeah, so we call that the next fine cash points as opposed mm. to current cash points. So, so yeah, so if you have a cash that's been found once and it's been out there two years, it's worth 200 points. But as soon as the next person finds it, it's going to drop by half. So, right. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and I guess that's something we could, uh, well, let's, we're, we're gonna, we'll get into, I, people, I guess, want to get into points. I guess we should probably do that now is probably do the point part. Uh, and we'll get you knew that was going to happen. Oh, I know. I know. But I know. we can go through some of these examples that you have and kind of talk about the points that they have. Okay. A couple more and then we'll get into the actual, we'll get into, yeah. the, we'll get into the meat of it, Russell, here in a second. But, I wanted to, because uh, mostly we talk about what we all ex- we all sort of assume that there are caches out there that are similar to the ones we've shown, which are they lonely? I mean, they're lonely because, like you said, Russell, they're they're in the they're up on a side of a hill, mountain way out in the middle of nowhere, and so they're going to score points because they're lonely. But this one I found kind of interesting, um, and I'll tell you. I tell you, uh, doing some reading about these in in planning for uh, for the show, I was surprised. So uh, I will try to go through and find one of every type uh, that be of interest to discuss. Webcams of all the webcams that are left, and you know, Jesse, there aren't a whole lot that are we- that are left out there. I heard that? Yeah, you've heard that. There's one <laughs> that I got notified the other day is disabled. So. There's, oh. There, another one's going going to be going by the, the into the trash bin. This one is the only one I could find that hasn't been found this year. Of all the webcams, there's there's still a bunch of webcams out there, but of all the webcams that are still out there, they're all active. I mean, they're which is incredible. This one though hasn't been found in a while, but I, I, I it's called Weir. Weird science. It's in New Hampshire. So um, it was last found. Somebody didn't find it because uh, there's a long story about this. They were having trouble with. They having trouble just getting to it, but that's not. So it was found recently. Well, recently, uh, 10, 6 of 2018 is the last time it was found. But you're, so you're thinking, and this is something we'll talk about also tonight, is disabled caches or caches that are not even there anymore. This one is active. In fact, I'll show you the webcam. There's the webcam. So the the caches, and there's where you can go stand. Uh, and a lot of people, this is where the webcam is. Um, so it's an active webcam. See, it shows today's date, 6-16-2019 at 8-21 p.m. So... Uh, it goes to uh, is updated every five minutes. Like so. a dock or something there. 
Yeah, there's a dock. And so it's it's mm-hmm. act it's active. But what's fascinating is that nobody's found this one in this year. So it's as lonely of a webcam as there's out there, which I was surprised. That, I was thinking we'd find one. Now, we won't get into Antarctic views. We've already had a whole discussion about. Yeah, there's definitely different opinions on that one. but Different opinions on that one. But this is one that's semi-active. I mean, it's been found, what, how many times here? Uh, two. Uh, let's see, 276 times, 276. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. That's pretty active. It's been DNF seven times. Yeah, that's DNF, odd for a. Yeah, DNF seven times, but it hasn't been hasn't been DNF'd in a while. Look mm-hmm. at all those webcam photo taken, webcam photo taken, webcam photo taken, webcam photo taken. You have to go back a ways, but anyway. All right, let's move on. Got a couple others I want to talk about, and then we'll get back into the into the thing. So this one, Jesse, and. Uh, yeah, Russell, I've seen can, this one before. Russell can speak about this one because he's actually found this one. Uh, right. It's called Canyoneering Wet Beaver Creek, and it's GC2. We've got our own little system here, uh, Russell. So it's uh, C-E-K-N, which is Container, Event, Kayak. You might need a kayak. And Nature. GC2, Container, Event, Kayak nature, and it's a where I go. I don't know if you've ever heard of a where 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 we go. Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> okay. Where I go. It's a five five where I go. Uh, it was placed the best out there. Placed in twenty ten. It's in Arizona, and they have. I have to give props to the to the uh, the owner uh, Jay Canyoneer. And you said you kind of know who this you know who this person is, right, Russell? Oh yeah, friend yeah. good friend of mine. Did a good job of of setting up the. Uh, I kind of like the fact that he's got photos here. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Um, so again, this is another one you plan accordingly. Uh, because you were saying before the show, Russell, it's this is a full day. This is a this is a. I'm gonna find one cash today, and this is it. That yeah, well, there was a couple where we started. Oh, I mean, we had to drop the car off on both ends, right? And uh, a lot of people would have done that maybe overnight because it was a pretty long hike and there was a lot of swimming involved. And and then the ending was actually a big surprise. Wow. It was um, wow. it was uh, yeah, a pretty sketchy place that we were able to climb to without ropes but we thought we'd have ropes almost so um that's incredible so uh just remind you that there's some of those type of caches out there right we forget sometimes because there's so many in town and um you know just so many that are just grab and go you forget sometimes about that this is part of geocaching as well yeah. That's gorgeous. So like the guy who DNF that he I think his battery ran out so he couldn't finish the where I go. So batteries, batteries. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh uh you know this is interesting. This kind of I guess speaks well Jesse to to your favorite type is that uh mm-hmm. not the batteries. That was that was a different problem, but the fact that you yeah. can make these you can make a basically you make a where I go is easy. <laughs> as mm-hmm. you want. I mean, we've talked about that before. It's like start oh, here, yeah. start here, walk five feet, you're done. 
Click it. Yeah, I've got one of those, in fact. <laughs> right. Don't you have one? It was like the the easiest where I go in the world is. Yeah, that's actually what it's called. <laughs> or you could do this, which is mm-hmm. a five-five uh, all-day hunt. So, uh, again, this one's kind of cool. You get a lot of right notes about, hey, are y'all interested in doing this one? Been found three times. Uh, Arizona Ranger team found it back in 2012. Uh, and then, uh, Russell, you found it, uh, yeah, 2012. Yeah, 916, 2012. Yep. So, yep. um, and it's like you said, it's only been found a couple of times. It was published in 2011. And other than the fact that these are just, out in the middle, you know, I mean, this it's gorgeous, but obviously the difficulty makes it, you know, something you got to really do. You really do have to plan mm-hmm. for. Um, is that why you're thinking that, that a lot of these are become lonely? That for sure has a big impact. I mean, they take a lot of effort to get to, and, um, uh, a lot of people just don't want to do that or aren't maybe uh, up for the physical challenge, stuff like that. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so let's switch gears and let's talk a little bit about um, – little. Uh, let's talk a little more about the, um, the website and um, – the scoring because it is interesting. Let me pull, mm-hmm. let me bring that up again. Probably easier to talk through it together. So let me share the screen again. And um, I'm not sure. Let's start. Uh, let's start Russell with the this. This is kind of interesting. This is where I'm sure Jesse's the first person to go look for this. But the leaderboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Um, Talk a little bit about these leaderboards. What, uh, 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 how do you get on these leaderboards, and um, what do these leaderboards kind of mean? Do, and let me know if you if you want me to click on any of these to kind of give you yeah. a chance to explain more. So, it has several different types of leaderboards, and Lonely Cache is split up into regions. So there's just the whole, whole Lonely Cache wide territory. Right. which is what these leaderboards are sh- here. And there's best all around just basically totals up the points for all the caches you've found that are in lonely cache and comes up with a total. And, and that's split up by the different types of caches too. So, so like the webcam cache leaderboard, there's not a lot of webcams and they're not worth a lot of points because they're found a lot. So you can see that guy's got 43 points and he's, yeah, but Which then is, though makes makes sense though cuz like you said they're if they're found all the time it's hard to get points for yeah and there may actually maybe several people who have the same amount of points but he would have been the first one to find all the caches i okay. guess is the way to put it sure but then if you look at the overall which is basically all the cache types the leader has like 300 and some thousand points yeah 360,000 uh, points right now Right, which is pretty huge. And it, it's kind of broken up by ha- points from hides and finds. So, like, the second guy has a lot of lonely hides that bike oh, Potog. 
Gotcha. Mm. So and uh, so it's just totaling them up, and then if you okay, you've gone to the leaderboard. So yeah. Um, we pull this guy up. We can kind of maybe talk through. Is this a good example, or do you want to go to a different person? Well, this is about his stuff. So oh, okay. Yeah, so it shows he has 129,000, almost 130,000 points for fines. Awarded for these 1,959 fines, but it's based on, and his top find is this Utah Confluence Challenge cash. Right. Where he got 1,164 points for this cash. Um, So... I guess let people know why did he get so many points for this Utah Confluence Challenge cash, do you think? Because it's only maybe been found by him. Uh, yeah, he is. He's the only finder. Exactly, <laughs> and it's exactly been around 11 right. some years. So. Oh, that's the Yeah, so yeah, so here's, his, here's what he had to put in there for the challenge. He wrote, so this challenge, Jesse... If you're interested mm-hmm. in challenge caches. A little bit. <laughs> so in order to claim this cache, you must at a minimum list cache name, waypoint, date found, and coordinates. Uh, trying to figure out why. Oh, you Every Utah. primary degree confluence in Utah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Wow. All right. Interesting. So, yeah. So he, he scored. So the, the way to... And this is something we were joking about before the show started was if you want to knock his point total down uh, from a, from uh, on this cache, is you you need to go find that cache too, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you get <laughs> you get yeah, good luck, almost right? six hundred points, and he go down by the same amount you got. So, yeah, but there's a reason why that's uh, he's the only one that's found it. That's quite a hard challenge to uh, to do through Utah. Oh, is it really? Well, the points of confluence, those are all out. Those are not based on like city areas. Those are based on the, the map lat long, right? So oh. good luck finding all those caches out in the middle. I mean, you see a list right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I follow those you. are out in the middle of nowhere, and hopefully there's one close. That's yeah. a, that's quite a challenge there. What is that one rated? What's the difficulty on it? I would assume uh, five. One oh, and my half. gosh. One and a half. <laughs> what? Well, the, somebody's, wow. Somebody's I think that's be... probably on the cache itself could be probably could be not the yeah. challenge yeah because it's an older one but some of these challenge like you said some of these are i mean to get these exact so for example here's one that's um so it's at the 38 degree zero zero dot zero 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 obviously in west 114 uh and then minutes and seconds are zeros all zeros so to get that uh to get that cash that's right there, obviously you have to go to it. That's a confluence cash. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Confluence caches are kind of interesting. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's for another show. Yeah, they're fun. I think. Take a drink. Uh, all right, cool. So then he gets points. Also, he's got, like you said, for him, he's got two hundred ten thousand points for for hides. Right. So how do you get points for hides? Okay, the caches accrue points, and mm-hmm. basically, um, you only get an owner only gets points once the cache has 
been found. Okay. So you can't just go hide an impossible to find cache and think it's going to grow a lot of points because somebody has to find it before you get points for it. Um, so yeah, so basically he has a lot of hides and a lot of those are, are just kind of way out sure, here's in the back is. country and, uh, and they're not found so often. Yeah, we have some in Colorado, some of his caches in Colorado that just, I don't know if they've never been found or only been found once, but they, they probably rank pretty yeah. high. I've seen them on the list before. Yeah. If, if you made a vacation of finding some of his caches, you could get a lot of points. I think he's out. I think he has a lot like out by St. George area in Utah, if I'm right. Hey, Jesse, how about this guy? Mm-hmm. What you got? Mondu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, just the sheer number of his <laughs> finds and hides. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting to look at because he, he has so many finds, but his his total point if you compared him to people with more points they yeah. would have a lot less fines and it's just because he goes out for everything and some people just target higher true. point caches so. that's very true yeah yeah what well, helps so. when you're around the 150,000 fines uh that kind of helps so he yeah so you can go into the web page, and if you're in the area, in these areas, uh, or if you want to go find somebody, well, let's see who's this guy, Memphis something or other. Let me see what he, <laughs> let me see what comes up when I get Memphis. Oh, you know there is a Memphis Mafia. Well, there he is. So, um, what is uh, PR3DF0G? Is that just the database link for? No, that's his. That's his profile code just like a cache has its gc code that's his profile code yeah cool so i didn't didn't know that we all have profile codes oh neat you do yeah that's very cool uh so for example he's gotten he's got kind of a a interesting combination he doesn't his hides need to he's only got a few points for hides but he's got uh jesse's got good points for for fines he's got almost twenty thousand points um his top one is this Rio Olympic geocache. Let's pull that one up real quick. You remember this one, Jesse, or is this just? Yeah, I think I was first to find on this one. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, this one. Uh... Oh, yeah, you were. Oh, I'm the only one that's found it, looks like. Yeah, a lot. it was published in 2016. Uh, there was some, some fixing and then. Oh, you made it to the second second to last stage, and there was th- thought it was a problem, so you sent a note. Yeah, somebody stole the FTF coin, even though they didn't mm-hmm. log it. <laughs> yeah, and then you were you were able to find it uh, near Longmont. Um, yeah, I remember that one. And then, like you said, nobody's found it since. So he gets his point total for this one. Now his his point total, uh, Russell, on this one will actually go up over time. Right, it's, it will until somebody finds it, and then it goes. Right, yeah. but if, but if split no, it with them. But if nobody finds it, your point total will just keep going up on this cash for you. That's, that's fascinating. Right. So, Russell, what yeah. happens if it gets archived? So, with the way the scoring works um, and the leaderboards work, they're 
be really no way to effectively handle um, archived caches. So basically, mm -hmm. Lonely Cache only keeps track of active caches. Or I, I, once a cache is published, if, once it's archived, it's removed from Lonely Cache. So, so the, the points are gone too then, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, somebody's score is very dynamic. Yeah. The leaderboard changes quite a bit, so that's kind of cool. It's not a. It, it does. So I would say it's static, but I mean it's, uh, but it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat that it's it's an ongoing. You can check it all the time and see what's going on. Um, yeah. But here's so what the leaderboards. Yeah, the leaderboards are basically calculated every once a day. Cool. At like four a.m. Eastern time. Okay. So. Very cool. So Jesse's getting points for this one. Mafia, Mafia challenge, special tools required. Um, Jesse, right there. Uh, look, Jesse, you got four nine people <laughs> did checker and found it fine. Thirty five didn't, so it's interesting. Well, it makes sense. I don't know how many people have found this one. Oh, one. Um, oh. And that makes sense because uh, this one we had to jeep to. Oh, Easter girls. And, uh, Cool. We even had to, uh, like, use uh, oh, a chainsaw to cut oh, trees and, gotcha. and everything to get back through this road to get there. So I'm not surprised True. that not that many people have found this one yet. Easter Girls qualifies. They just need to go sign it. So that's cool. Right. Well, good for them. So that's a possibility. So, um, okay, yeah, different people have, have made some notes in here. So, oh, very cool. Here's, yeah, they found it. We found it. Uh little tour so yeah so that obviously that's where you get your get some serious points for that one because that's good uh, yeah uh very cool uh, so there's something for hiders and finders to play in lonely cash really yeah you know hide a good cash out there that somebody can find that's findable but yeah. it's out a little bit of ways and you can get some points the other thing though is the site contains a lot of tools to help you find Lonely caches to go look for. Cool. All right. Let me go back to the. I'll go back to the homepage and kind of walk us through some of those too. Let me. Get yeah. Back, let me get back. Maybe. Actually, you'd be better go to. Um, it's broken up into regions, so each okay. state oh. is a region. For example, so go down to the bottom and yeah, click on a state you're interested in. We'll pick Texas since I'm here. Okay. There you go. So. We're looking at Jesse, but if you show the site, I can show you some things. Okay. Uh, oh, do you you mean do you want you, so, you want, do you want to share your screen, or you want to just look? Do you want to just walk me through it? Yeah, I'll walk you through it. Go back okay. to the top of that. Yep. Page. So. So here, there's links. If you click on the icon, it'll show the loneliest in Texas for that type. Okay. Or or above where it says geocaches there, the loneliest yeah, cache right by here. type. Geocaches that will show all the long it'll show all the caches in Texas starting from the the ones with the most points. Points. Oh, I got you. So this okay. way is an interesting way if you're if you really want to go after points and you're not really you like regardless of the the kind, ooh, Jeff Davis. I gotta go out to Jeff Davis County here soon, so I could go yeah. out and find this cache. So yeah, 
to go back. I'm sorry, I get I get excited. So, so right. that shows you. <laughs> I mean, basically, just by definition, the point, the caches with the highest points are going to be the loneliest. Okay. But there's even some other things. If you go back to the sure. Texas page. Yep, we'll do that. You can find the caches that haven't been found or the caches that haven't been found for the oh. longest. So longest you see longest on found longest alone. and longest alone. Right. And I can check even my Ooh. own. You're found owned or you're not found owned. Also. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you click on this one. Sure. Longest, longest unfound. Oh, but it's, Oh, it's disabled. So there's just the one in the Texas region. Now, te Texas and Lonely Cash is really just that small western part that falls between Mexico and New Mexico. So there's not a whole lot of okay, Texas in, in there. Okay, um, and then say. you can see the long longest, right, this longest alone, which right. is they may or may not have been found. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So oh, that yeah. WG Kathy hasn't been found for eight over eight years. Eight years. Six finds. Been found, but it hasn't been found for <laughs> eight years. Let's see where this guy is. This one is. I might yeah. I might put it on my list. There you go. See Jesse, you get excited about some of these things here. Get my point total up. Oh. It's gonna take a little they're gonna take a little effort to get to that one. Trailhead. At least they I like how they at least label the trailhead for that, so Wow. So, so it could definitely, if you're in one of these areas, it could definitely provide a whole new game for going after lonely caches. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I think so. Very cool. All right, I got distracted. Let me go back. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. So let me close some of these things. Okay. All right, uh, let's go back. So then there's also, uh, you know, Russell, there's, um, you want me to go back to the beginning? So that's the you're found and owned. No, get distracted. All right, let me go back. Okay, so uh, you could look at this is where you're talking about. Also, you could look at stats based on an on a region. Regions are here. Yeah, mm -hmm. those are basically that deep southwest okay. geocaching project broke things up into its own regions and and the man that did that defined these regions and i carried those into lonely cash okay but then you can and, go to say colorado counties right and you could break oh you got to break down for hey jesse check this out he's got to break down for every county you see that what county are you in larimer so you're down here yep oh there's, there's larimer me. wow there's a that's interesting larimer Larimer County. So this is just Lar. Oh, interesting. That's a cool little map. Oh, I like mm -hmm. that. I like that map there, uh, Russell. So you've got, uh, you're showing for his county here. He's got how many caches are in that county? 1,987. Mm-hmm. And then it shows the point. These are total points scored or total points that are out there just waiting to be grabbed. That's the... Each cache has a point value, and, right. and that's the total of all the caches in Larimer County. Oh, cool. 
and then it averages out to 28 and a bit points per cash. Cool. Now, mm. some are going to be worth a lot, and some are, are going to sure. be right. worth very little. Makes sense. But, yeah, it's interesting. So it tells you this guy currently he has got a pretty good it's 752 points for this one. Bring it to a traditional high, a challenge. So That's uh, Denali. Those are some pretty serious yeah, caches. Yeah, our, our friend Denali. Yeah. 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 And uh, the first guy to finish the quadruple Jasmer. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Look at that letterbox. You know that name. Hiking with Dad. Oh, not British? Yeah. That's my daughter. Oh, yeah. That's her cash. That's her cash. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So her her cash has become lonely. Does she know she has a lonely cash out there? <laughs> oh, she does because she hit it. So I right. went with her to hide it, and it's a uh, it's a serious. I you got to cross the river, you know, do yeah. a serious hike. One of those type things. Oh, cool! I like her page. That's a cool little page there. Yeah. Not very many finders on that one. <laughs> no. There's a DNF back in 2017. There's a find. Last find was 2015. Yep. Yowza. That is. You gotta cross a serious, uh, serious river to, to get there. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, and y'all put a lot of y'all put some good photos out there too. So look at that. There's a good shot of Jesse. <laughs> My beard fell off. What happened to that one? <laughs> That's good for all the people on radio. That's a perfect picture for radio. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. We have to describe that one, but yeah. So, but it's great for the it's great for the YouTube people to see. Uh, Jesse yeah. without a beard. There you go. It did happen. It did. It did happen back then. So. Distracted again. Back, back to But I'm glad you. Yeah. That's kind of. A, it's sort of like, I wouldn't say it's a pride thing, Russell, but it's kind of a cool thing that you got, you know, if you have one on there, you're like, yeah, it is lonely, yeah. but yet it, it wasn't designed to be found every day. Right. Right. It just, again, remember that there's different types of, uh, there's different types of, of caching out there. It's all oh, different types. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, now this is interesting too, Russell. There's a recent notable find. So these are the points They've been given out fairly recently. Right. It goes back the past 30 days. Okay. For that. So that's for Larimer County. And uh, if that's where you're still at. Well, yep. Yeah. And then you can click on the more recent finds and it gives you a little more information on that. Oh, neat. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's fun to keep. I like to keep track and see what people are finding. Yeah, that's kind of so, neat. So it, yeah. Very cool. So it'll show the last hundred finds that are worth the most points in cool. that area. That is cool. And 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 it'll it'll show and then that's where uh Electric Waterboy was asking about the parentheses. So right now, or the last person got twenty five points, next person on this one would find would get twenty four points probably. Right. Cool. I like it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, um, all right. So I'm going to stop sharing for a moment because I want to. I got some other questions to give you. So let me stop sharing. Okay. Uh, 
So there's a couple of notes, and I want to ask you about these, Russell, because um, I I find this interesting. Um, you wrote uh, this is from your from the web page, but uh, there are some geocaches that seem to, to only be visited a few times a year. Some lie waiting for a year or more for a geocacher to seek it out. The reason why are many. Perhaps an overnight trek far into the backcountry is needed to reach it. Perhaps it takes solving a difficult puzzle. We didn't really talk about that tonight. Puzzles uh, to know where it's located. Then again, geocache may be a multi-cache of several stages. That's another good reason why. Many miles of travel. Compl- uh, also, special equipment. Oh, yeah. Oh, special equipment, technical climbing or scuba diving. Whatever the case, an effort well well beyond the ordinary is needed to reach the geocache and claim a find. You know, that's interesting. It's something we didn't really talk about tonight uh, or didn't really have time to. But, uh, you know, um, you might have a difficult cache just down the street from you. But nobody, mm-hmm. can, nobody can figure the puzzle out. You'll need electric water boy to help you on that. So, you know, the, it's it's not always. I mean, they're cool. I love this idea of these these caches out in the middle of nowhere but also it could be just a difficult you know difficult find so yeah we we talk about the back country but it can be a misnomer because some of these are front country caches so sure yeah um there are several uh then you have a note about the lonely cache hunter we'll talk about that actually in a second but i want to talk about uh one of our sponsors and for tonight's uh, sponsor corner, uh, mm-hmm. we've got Cashly, and uh, I think Cashly is a good one to uh, use tonight as our sponsor. Cashly, the foremost geocaching app, uh, Cashly added to its uh, app lonely caches. So mm-hmm. if you were to look, I was going to give an example. When Russell mentioned that he caches with GPS, uh, right. so that means he's like an authentic cacher. He is. <laughs> but I want to show. He has one over on us, but he for does. those that, uh, that use the phone, Cashly and Gary's about to show it here. They added the uh, uh, the little clock thing in there. So the little settings you can set. You know, you, you can only set one setting though, and it's like say if you set it for three hundred sixty-five days it'll give you an indication for anything that hasn't been found in a year. It doesn't go as far as, you know, this, the points, it doesn't tie into the points, but that can help you start narrowing down. If you're going to start going for these lonely caches, you jump on lonely cache after that and yep. find the points total. Yep. See, it's got a little clock. On. Would be great to work together. If you're a cashly user, this is, this is a great topic for you. So there's a cache. That's a good example of how, uh, on cashly they do show, Caches that haven't been found in, I think it's a year. Is that right, Jesse? Well, it's it's user set. So if you set it oh. for a year, it's a year. Oh, it's user set. That's even better. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. It's probably def- it's probably what I have. was probably the default for that. But that's sweet. You know, that's that's exa- a great example of why if you're iOS, and we're not going to get into a debate about, I mean, if you're not on iOS, you're not, you don't have Cashly, you can move on. That's okay. Uh, go get GC Droid or or. CG or something, but yeah, if, you're on, so if, you're, if you're on iOS, mm-hmm. there's no reason why you sh- and you use a phone. 
there's no reason why you should be using the regular app. Use Cashly. It's so much better. And it's yeah. cheap. I mean, you know, spend a few bucks and get you a, a really good app. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of geocaching, and I hope well, you are. Well, this conversation tonight has excited you at all, as, at all. Right. Then it's going to help you out, get you started going over there, and gotcha. you're going to dive into Lonely Cash right after that. But it's perfect, perfect tools to go together. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so you also got, uh, uh, Russell, I like this write-up you have about the Lonely Cash Hunter. Uh, there are some geocaches that some geocachers that seek out these lonely geocaches. These intrepid souls may spend hours pursuing maps to find possible routes to a backcountry cache. Some will spend days, weeks, or even months working through the layers of some per, uh, perplexing enigma. That's true. Ver- vacationing vacations will be planned, experiment uh, equipment bought, skills developed. If I could read. All with the goal of finding just one lonely geocache. Um, so, you recently found a lonely cache. Uh, in fact, I used some of your photos this week uh, for uh, to to promote the show. So, tell people about um, this one because I think they want people like to hear about. Um, the actual adventure of, of things. So I'm going to show you the, I'm show you the picture and you tell me about, tell me about, tell people about that cash. If you would, my friend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So mid January, I did a two day backpacking trip just to find a string of caches in uh, the Bradshaw Mountains in Arizona. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, you could get them if you had, like, a a razor or a fixed-up Jeep or something, because I basically just walked roads. But basically, I walked 30 miles in a couple days and climbed thousands and thousands of feet to find these caches. And um, that one you showed I had actually found before. Okay. But um, several years ago, the Arizona State Trust Land Department said yeah. you can't have caches here, and they were all archived. Right. And then some people um, got it worked out so they allow caches on state trust land again. And uh, so that cache was unarchived or, or cool. relisted, I guess. Right. So I went and found that. Cool. And... Uh, so I had found that cache. Like I think there was another picture with that. Yeah. Where I showed the log. Yeah. And I log. found it like, like almost four four years after I had originally found it, and one person had found it a couple years before I did. Yeah. Here's the. So I was gonna show that. Yeah. So as you're talking about that, so here's the log. Um. Oh, yeah. There's the log. Yeah. So there's the log for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm on the top and the bottom of that page. So yeah, so that was fun. Um, yeah, that's um, kind of neat. <laughs> and but there was a few, a couple of other caches I found that hadn't been found on the same trip that had been hadn't been found for almost five years. Oh wow. So. Wow. Yeah. So 
it was just a good time. Um, I, I like getting out and, and getting out and and backpacking, and I hadn't really done any since last last year. So um, it was really great to get on the trail again. So yeah, but um, cool. basically, I had to had to drive back on this road a long ways to get out to where I'd have a, a reasonable distance to walk yeah and 30 miles was still a lot in the two days so so other but, than uh, yeah i was yeah so uh, other than the normal and this is kind of what we're talking about and really kind of jesse it's really more that's for another show but mm-hmm. uh, all the planning that you really should do you know you let people know where you're going you never go somewhere without telling somebody um almost suggest you go with somebody a lot of the time if you really shouldn't be doing these by yourself. Um, you know, all the normal stuff, all your emergency preparations that you do. But um, as far as on the caching side of it, uh, Russell, what, what are some things that people should do? Um, so if a cache has been found, say in five years and you go, you're going to go look for it. You get to GZ you kind of start to hunt around. I mean, sometimes they're there, but if it's not, is there certain things you you think about as far as trying to figure out maybe if it's been that long where where it may still be? Let's say it's still there. What, what usually, usually out in the middle of nowhere like that, yeah. where are they going to go? Um, so rain, and, and a lot could, of... Could rain possibly moved it a little bit or... Possibly, but hopefully nobody put it where it'd get washed away. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you're going to place a cache out in the backcountry, I would hope you'd look and see where water normally runs, stuff like that, and, and avoid those places. Um, like the one you showed that was all buried in rocks and it was yeah. an ammo can. So <laughs> it was pretty easy. pretty easy. Yeah. But the big thing is they just get buried under crap. That Yeah. So sometimes it looks like there couldn't be a cache there, but it's just buried under leaves and stuff that have have accumulated over a few years. I mean, sure. uh, even like where I was in basically the desert, the chaparral and stuff, there was still leaves and stuff, you know, over those. Sure. So, Russell, or, the, uh... or the... Bushes grow up around them, so oh, it's just yeah. harder to even get right to ground zero. Oh, yeah, you forget, so. forget about the Do things. you contact, if it's been, let's say it hasn't been found in a couple of years, do you look and see if the owner's still active? Do you contact the owner to say you're heading out there, or do you ever try to contact them at all? Or Some of these are gone, right? It, Some of these guys that haven't been found in a few years, the owner is not even in the game anymore. Right, that can happen. I might if it had some did not finds on it mm-hmm. just Makes because sense. maybe it really isn't there. Um, so, uh, but not normally. I, I normally don't. I, yeah. they're usually there. I mean, I did, my wife and I looked for one that hadn't been found for over five years and we didn't find it. Um, so, yeah. uh, just, I think last month. And so that was disappointing, but, um, so we made a, a day out of that, and uh, 
but it was okay. We had a good time. We had a nice hike, and we walked up this creek for a while and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, that's the good thing about going after something like this. Even if you don't get the cash, you had a great day of hiking and maybe even some backpacking and everything else. So, the trip was still worth it either way. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah. something we, uh, as far as planning, and I've, I've told this story, but the one Jesse about the puzzle cache, we'd solved it, got to GZ, and because it was supposed to be a tree climb, mm-hmm. and uh, you get out there, and it's like, there's not a tree up still. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been, it's been a couple of years, but, uh, you know, I guess there's kind of things you have to kind of think about prior to getting out there um, as far as what can possibly happen, especially if it's a tree climb, you could, you assume maybe it's not on the, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, cash the line, went and tried to find one before our show, before the geo Woodstock show, he climbed the first, he climbed the wrong tree. Tell me, <laughs> tell me you haven't done that before. I uh, know I have. <laughs> uh, Second, he got to the right tree. When he got to the top, there was a tether, and nothing was on the tether. So mm. then he searched the ground. There was nothing on the ground. So you know, there's, there's, there are some, some things you have to think about in the fact that, well, like you're saying, Russell, if if it's DNF'd, it gives you some. At least it gives you information. It gives you an yeah. idea. Like if if the last was a find. And there's nothing for for a long time. Then you're kind of like, eh, yep, probably have pretty good hope that you're gonna find. Right. It. I I do like to read the logs too, because if people have been having trouble finding the cache, right. Um. I mean, maybe not a lot of people are looking for it, but if people have are trouble finding it, then I'm gonna know it, it's probably not easy to find to start with. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the coordinates are a little off or or it just gets buried and hard to find. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, before we do a wrap-up and, and have everybody kind of go around the room, I have one more item I put in the notes. and Tell people what an Achilles cache is. It's kind of funny. I like it. Okay, so basically you saw the, the two points, the one in parentheses, which is how much the cache will be found the next time right. it's found. Sure. So Achilles points are just the difference between the current points and the next oh, fine points. Okay. So so if, if a cache is worth 100 points and the next fine, it'll be worth 80 points. The Achilles points are 20. Oh, I got so, you. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So that's also if you're if you're really worried about score, you want to really look at what the next fine points is, or if you want to be mean to somebody and <laughs> you might look at what their highest Achilles caches are and go find those. Let's do something like that. Come on. <laughs> we were talking about that before the show. So that's point. Yeah, Achilles points are yeah. points, points lost from the next fine. So I need to go up there. And find all the caches. I never will, but all the caches that Jesse's found, and give him a lot of Achilles points for <laughs> points lost. <laughs> oh, all right, um, all right. So let's... those are, are more used for. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say those are used a lot for um, like the annual leaderboards. So it, it'll affect somebody's overall, maybe for the annual leaderboards. Mm. So cool. 
Cool. If you want to have fun, we, we tend to all know each other that are going after these yeah. things. So we play games like that. That's fun. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, Jesse, uh, I'll start with you. What are your, what are your, some of your final thoughts on, on for tonight? Well, uh, I'm always one of those people that likes to do a little bit of everything. So, uh, you know, I go out once a year and I do, I have some friends and, you know, we did that recently a couple months or a month or so ago. And we did our big weekend of tons of caches and all one weekend. And that's great, but that's not the only type of caching, you know, we like to do sure. um, this kind of stuff. I love the lonely caches. I love going after them. That's one of the things I keep turned on on Cashly all the time is that indicator. If they haven't been found in a long time, I like to go find them or at least look at them, sure. especially if they're in town. Like why hasn't it been found in a while? Right. So I'm always curious about that. Um, and then when we're out hiking, I definitely like to go, if I can find a cache that's out there that hasn't been found for, you know, a year or two years, those are always fun to go for. So the very fact that it lasted that long and it's been around for a long time, those make, uh, for a pretty fun adventure usually. So this is great. And this is another aspect of caching. I, I like every single bit of caching. So this is definitely one of the ones that I like. Now I usually go out with two or three people just to be safe. Uh, which right. we, we touched on safety here, but I think if, yeah, if people are jumping into this, yeah. absolutely, if you're going for backcountry caches, still be safe. I don't care how capable you are, be safe. Absolutely. Yeah, we probably need to talk more about that at some point, too. Uh, that's for another show. Uh, uh, Definitely. Uh, Russell, let me give you a – let you kind of wrap up, and then I'll do a – or uh, wrap up as far as the show – uh, topic and then I'll do a uh, final words and tell people about upcoming shows. So what are, what are your final thoughts tonight? Yeah, I, I like to use lonely cash to figure out where I'm going to go. If I'm planning an, an overnight outing or something like that. And also a lot of people get hung up on trying to find these high point caches just by themselves. Um, like what you were mentioning, but in the long run, that's like a short, short-term view because um, the person that would go with you probably would go there anyway. So in the long haul, I don't, I don't think it matters if you go with by yourself or with one other person or another or two more, you know, and in, in the, in the end it all evens out. So yeah. go out with people and find these lonely caches and have a great time doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they can contact you from the website there or what's the best way for them to, to get a hold of you if they have questions. Yeah, they can. There's a, a, a knowledge book on the website. So if you go to the about page, then you can get to the um, knowledge book that answers. It, it talks about how the scoring works, the point system, and the regions and stuff like that, and the various leaderboards. And there's also a contact page there. So basically, if you do that, it'll um, send, send me an email. And so I can get in touch with you that way. Oh, excellent. And there's also a forum page. And you oh, can... yeah. I for... We even mentioned there's a forum. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. neat to read through. It's uh... not real active, but I, I look at it frequently to make sure um, mm-hmm. nothing comes up. Yeah. Or if well, something comes up, I can react. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully tonight people will get on there more and we'll get that get some more activity on there. So um, awesome. Well, uh, upcoming shows uh, next uh, next Sunday, uh, we have Brian Roth, president of geocaching.com, will be on. 
We're going to talk about the 20 years of geocaching. Next year will be 20 years. Can you believe it? Somebody ought to celebrate it. I can't believe there's nothing going on next year. <laughs> there's a lot going on next year. You know. <laughs> oh, that. yeah, that's right. There is. You know okay. that for, yeah. And we're going to talk about those things and talk about some other things, too, with Brian. And that'll be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. And then in two weeks, we're going to do a show called That Needs a Virtual. That Needs a Virtual. Virtuals 2.0. Uh, Jesse will be in Hawaii, so he'll be doing mm-hmm. the show from there on uh, June 30th, uh, show 155. And then in three weeks, we're going to do another show about Cash Tour, cashtour.no, uh, tips and tricks. Uh, I've been using Cash Tour a lot lately. Oh, my gosh, I've probably put in a dozen or more uh, tours, and I've learned some things, so... I'd rather pass them on to you before you start in. Uh, here's some things that I learned the hard way, and so I'm trying to help people uh, get the most out of using Cash Tour. And that should be a real informative show. Yeah, it'll be fun because um, it, it's not difficult uh, to use Cash Tour, but it's a little intimidating when you first look at it because there's so much. But I'm gonna help people navigate through. Even tonight, even during that show, kind of like we were gonna do, we're going to do a, a, a where I go show where everybody will do a where I go. I think that night we'll have everybody create a, a trip just just so they can kind of see how all that works, and so uh, so that'll be fun. So um, yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be I, I think it'll be neat to do that. So well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, email us your comments geocachetalk at gmail don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash geocache talk. Uh, and don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And uh, Russell's thank you. Thank you so much for being on tonight. Uh, we had a great time talking about lonelycash.com and uh, look forward to hearing more from you and uh and hear more stories going down the road uh, down the road but thanks again for being on and giving us the the lowdown on the website that was my pleasure i i really enjoyed talking well yeah it was uh it was fun i, I like like jesse said I, I i find it fascinating i'm so glad we were able to to get on and and uh and, and do that so well uh Thanks again to everybody in the chat room for your questions and comments. Uh, we always love you guys in there and guys and gals. It's great. Um, so until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go find you a lonely cache because there's ways to do it. You can go do that. And when you do that, of course, you're going geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night. Night.